With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. It's his world. You just live in it. This is the Warren Markowitz Show. Those who would trade our freedom for the soup kitchen of the welfare state have told us they have a utopian solution of peace without victory. They call their policy accommodation. And they say if we'll only avoid any direct confrontation with the enemy, he'll forget his evil ways and learn to love us. Ask not what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country. In this present crisis, government is not the solution to our problem. Government is the problem. Politics! 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 That's right, it's politics, politics, politics. Welcome and good morning. Hi, I'm your host, Warren Markowitz, and this is Politically Incorrect on a Warren Markowitz Show, live on Blog Talk Radio. We are back on our original platform, and I want to say thank you and very much to our hosts, which is, of course, me and the listeners, you guys, for uh, making it worthwhile to make you jump back to, from Spreaker. But just so that you know, uh, our episodes are still going to be carried on Spreaker, Podomatic, Facebook, iTunes, and, uh, well, of course, Blog Talk Radio here. We can go back for maybe five years that we've been doing this, which has uh, been a whole hell of a lot of fun. And I wanted to say thank you to everybody as we roll out the end of the year. This is December 29, 2017, and we are closing the year with some of the most popular topics of the year. That's right. Trigger warnings if you're a social justice butterfly and snowflake and you're worried about everybody saying something that might offend you, please. Turn up the volume, sit back, relax, smoke a bowl if you have one, and just chill. Because we're talking about identity politics, social justice, collusion, or fraud. And, of course, that also leads us to fixed elections, um, accusations of fixed elections, uh, offensive, well, just about anything. So, to quote my daughter before we get started, today I'm identifying as a ceiling fan. That's right, folks. I'm a big-ass fan, as you see, in Costco hanging from the ceiling, and that's how I want you to treat me. Because, of course, it's what the facts don't matter, just how I feel matters. Anyway, find us on Facebook, Twitter, and, of course, all over the Internet. Sit back, relax. I'll be right back right after this brief introduction from our sponsors. This program is brought to you by the Law Office of Warren R. Markowitz, Esquire. Attorney Markowitz, that's me is licensed in New York, the U.S. District Court and Bankruptcy Courts in Colorado, and the Ninth and Tenth Circuit Courts of Appeal. For more information or to see if I can help you with your case, please contact me at info at markowitzlawfirm.com. That's M-A-R-K-O-W-I-T-Z-L-A-W-F-I-R-M.com. Warren Markowitz Esquire, a modern lawyer for modern times. Cryptocurrency and traditional forms of payment accepted. The Warren Markowitz Show. It is world. You just live it. 
Tired of paying outrageous prices for Viagra? Well, we have great news for you. Now you can finally get Viagra at huge discounts. Healthy Man allows you to save up to $500 on Viagra. Why pay U.S. pharmacy prices of $15 per pill or more when you can get Viagra for less than $3 a pill? Call today and get 40 Viagra pills for only $99. This can cost as much as $600 at your local pharmacy. You can't afford not to call us. If you want Viagra at the lowest prices, never pay $15 a pill for pharmacy prices again. Get Viagra for less than $3 a pill. Call 1-800-516-0514 today and save up to $500 and get 40 pills for just $99. Healthy Man is fast, easy, and affordable. Operators are waiting at 1-800-516-0514 to take your call now. Call 1-800-516-0514. That's 1-800-516-0514. Again, 1-800-516-0514. Hey, we're back. All right. Just before we get lost in all this conversation, I just want to bring something up here. Uh, if you want to call in, if you want to share your voice and opinions, the call-in number for today is 914-338-1476. Again, that call-in number is 914-338-1476, and we will take your calls live here on the show. But with that aside, let's talk about the things that have been a royal pain in a rump for the last year. And most of them happen to revolve around our social justice warriors. Yes, those are the millennials. Those are the ones that feel that everything you say to them, do to them, look at them, comment about them, or whatnot is offensive in one form or another. They've managed to ruin the NFL. They've managed to ruin Halloween. They've managed to ruin just about everything in which we get together and share ourselves for. Remember the good old days? Remember the times when you can actually do something stupid on Halloween and not be arrested for offending somebody, but be arrested for doing something stupid. You know, toilet papering at somebody's house was, well, not the smartest thing in the world to do, but I've had friends who did it, uh, amongst other things. But nowadays, people are more offended by what you're thinking than actually what you're doing. And we've, we've dealt in the last year, we've seen people argue about the issues of free speech. You know, the concept of actually sharing ideas with people, whether or not they agree with you or not. And what we found is that these people are now turning out to be some of the most unfree speech supporters of alleged free speech. You know, you're the fascist because you don't agree with them, but they don't see the idea of fascism because they want to silence you. Free speech zones, segregated areas, safe spaces. We've raised in the last year, I shouldn't say we've in the last year, but in the last year we have seen the results of everybody's a winner. Everybody gets a trophy. Everybody's important. Everybody's doing their best. Whatever happened to actually failing and realizing, oh, maybe you should try something else. Maybe you should improve. Maybe you need to do work harder. Maybe the reality, the fact is not everybody's going to graduate first in high school. I mean, I've got a teenage daughter who is the second in her class, and because they decided to chop off and you know, seal the, rate, the ranking scale at a certain point in time, the six-tenths of a point that separated her from the girl in front of her is now almost irrelevant. Not to her, of course, because she wants to get a better score and she wants to be better, because she's competitive. She wasn't raised with the idea that you get a you get a trophy just for showing up. She wasn't raised with the idea of 
you know, you're the best because we say so. No, you're the best because you prove it. And yet now we've got kids coming out of, and I call them kids because they're coming out of law school, they're coming out of college, they're coming out of um, high school, and they they lack the skills to deal with the real world. They lack the absolute skills. We have created a generation of absolute the hippies look conservative compared to these kids. The 1960s hippies, the free love, free this, free that, and the next thing, hippies look conservative in their social values compared to the, the people that are coming out of some of the schools today. There have been writings from Harvard Law professors, high-end institutions that are now teaching people how to be nice to each other just for the sake of being nice. I don't know about you, but I was raised with an idea that you give respect when respect is due. You're nice to people because that's the way you're supposed to be in a social circumstance. But when people are not nice to you, all bets are off. But nowadays, the idea is you have to go out of your way because it's not what you say, it's how other people feel about it. I'll be perfectly honest with you, when I was in college and when I was in law school and even when I was in high school, I said what I said and that was the end of it. And boy, did I catch flack for a lot of shit for people telling me, well, that's not what they heard. That's what I said. Well, they thought you meant something else. Too bad. Maybe I have to improve my communication skills. But improving one's communication skills does not mean you have to walk on eggshells. And that's where we are. We've gotten to the point where people can turn around and say, you know what, I don't feel like a girl today, I'm going to be a boy. I don't feel like a guy today, I'm going to be androgynous. I don't feel like, I don't feel like anything. So I'm going to be non-conforming. This concept of binary or non-binary or all that bullshit around sexuality, you know, it was confusing enough when you realized that somebody that you were friendly with was gay or somebody you were friendly with was lesbian. But did it really matter? Now when you're talking with people, you don't even know if you're talking to a guy or a girl. You're not even allowed to address in some circumstances whether you're, not ta- whether you're talking to a person who is a male or a female. The concept of asking somebody where you're from is now considered a, tr- a, a, a microaggression. Yeah, that's the other thing. Hypersensitivity over concepts. I enjoy finding out where people are from. If you speak with an accent, that means you're not from around here. I speak with an accent. I'm not from around here. But people know where I'm from because when I open my mouth, it says New York loud and clear, even though I live in Vegas. But nowadays, asking somebody where they're from all of a sudden assumes that they're not here legally, that they don't belong. Bullshit. It really is because we are not a multicultural nation. We're a multi-ethnic nation. We are a multi, um, well, we're combined from different states. So each one of those different states has different subsets to it. But the, the whole point is asking somebody where they're from is not asking somebody whether or not they're here legally. You're not asking for their papers. You're not asking them to prove. As a matter of fact, it has absolutely nothing to do with it. I've met people from all over the world. I've met people from many parts of Latin America. It doesn't matter to me. It really doesn't. What matters to me is what do you got to offer? Who are you? How how much fun are we going to have? We were invited to a uh, a 
friend's house for dinner uh, a couple of nights ago uh, before Christmas. And he's from Canada, his wife's from Mexico, and his wife likes to cook. Well, she likes to cook. I like to eat. Sounds like a good combination to me. So we were invited over. She cooked what she likes to cook. I ate something different, and I enjoyed myself. That was a little spicy for my wife. My son thought it wasn't spicy enough. The girls nibbled, but everybody had a good time. Not because of what people were, but who people were. Inviting, sharing, joyful. But we're moving away from that. We're being pushed away from that. It's not about who, it's about what now. Uh, I, I can't keep beating the same drum, and I can't keep banging my head against the same wall when 50 years ago, there was this massive march on Washington, D.C., where people turned around and said to themselves, it's not what you look like. It's not where you're from. It's who you are. It's what you do. It's what you value that is important. You see, the United States Constitution, the concept of America, the concept of freedom of speech, freedom of religion, freedom of identity, and I don't mean identity because now I'm going to call myself a ceiling fan. I'm talking about who I am, my values, is all that's important. Because everything else is just noise. I mean, if Martin Luther King today was, was alive today, the man would be screaming at the top of his lungs, what did you guys do? Because we've screwed it up. Somewhere in the last 25 years, we have turned around and said to people, it is okay to tell everybody else to go screw themselves. It is okay to force people to conform to you as opposing to conforming to acceptable aspects of society. Now, I'm not talking about forcing people back into the closet. I'm not talking about pushing people to, to to tolerate injustice. I'm talking about forcing people to deal with justice on an equal level. I'm talking about dealing with society on an equal level. You know, the civil rights movement in the 1960s helped push this country to a point in which color no longer mattered. Accept it. Color doesn't really matter. What matters is what you do and how you do it. Now, you're going to hear things that people are going to say, well, black lives matter. Well, yeah, black lives do matter. So do white lives. So do, you know, police officers and firemen. So do our soldiers. And to some extent, so do our politicians. But lives matter. They're not disposable. They're not valueless. But if you say that white lives matter, then all of a sudden you're a racist because black lives don't matter. No, that's not the truth. The idea of Black Lives Matter says they matter more than everybody else. If you have a problem with police brutality, police issues, if you have a problem with social issues that target a specific group, then you deal with those issues. It's not about the color of your skin. Yeah, I mean, there, there are school districts in this country that are... They, they've, they've become environments in which... Society is now a concept. It's no longer an actual functional thing. 
and we are faced with issues such as, well, you, you have to treat that, you know, that eight-year-old girl who thinks she's a guy as a boy. How is that logical? What does it deal with? They, there was a recent study, and I, I realize that gender identity is a big issue today, but it really is one of the craziest things we've dealt with in 2017. There was a recent study that showed um, from a group of students in California, and obviously so, you know, the, the old saying is, as goes California, so goes the U.S. Well, it's the biggest, most influential state in the country, whether you like it or not. It's big. It's influential. It's got one of the largest blocks of votes in, in Congress. And things that happen in California tend to flow east. That's why it's called, you know, the coast. You know, the east coast and west coast tend to control the middle because of it. But here's the thing. They just did a study. They just did a sampling. And nearly one in three students was gender confused. They weren't sure who they were. Now, is that an effort of society's influence? Is it a self-fulfilling prophecy that society says will treat you however you say to be treated? Or is it because society has failed to establish its boundaries, failed to maintain its boundaries and goals? Because in general, last time I checked, the inmates running the asylum doesn't lead to to stability. A seven- or eight-year-old kid, a, a third or fourth grader, They don't know what they want. They don't know what they need. All they know is that if they scream loud enough, somebody will give in to them to shut them up. They'll behave however they want until you give them, whether it be the toy truck or the toy car or the Barbie doll or whatnot, but it's them pushing your buttons. And then, of course, we've, we've gotten to the point where we have doctors prescribing hormone therapies. I mean, things that are impacting bodies, we have no idea how that's going to happen to these preteens, prepubescent kids, and we're turning them into things that they claim to be. When most kids, once they go through puberty, finally realize who they are, and pretty much that's it. We're done. Yeah, you have a small percentage of people who are still gender confused at that point. But that's a mental issue. That's been a mental issue. That's consistently addressed as a medical issue. Yet, we are we are forcing society to address things simply because we claim it based upon sexuality or gender identity. I had a grandmother at one point when she was really sick decided to tell me there was a Cossack sitting in her living room. You know, the Russian dude who caused the po- was part of pogroms. They were not exactly friendly. She was seeing people that I conformed to her and say, "Oh yes, no, no, they're, they're, he, he's right here. We're having a conversation." No, I dealt with the issue to help her correct the problem. Realized it was her medication causing the issues. But identity politics has now become the thing. You hate me because I'm transgender. No, I hate you because I I don't hate you at all. I think you're sick. I think forcing society to conform to your behavior is a problem because your behavior is not logical. Your behavior is not coherent with who you are. Now, 
you want to dress like a girl, you want to dress like a guy, we have words for those things. Transvestites, drag queens, tomboys. Big deal. But to tell somebody you're a guy trapped in a girl's body or a girl trapped in a guy's body, there may be other issues there. And we as a society have to address these things because forgetting the fact that the rest of the world is going to look at this like you're out of your freaking mind, we're allowing behavior that is not grounded in reality to be part of our legal system. California is now teaching kids as young as the second grade the benefits, as they claim, of the LGBTQIA community. What's wrong with teaching kids what society expects? And I don't mean to coddle people and say, hey, listen, you can't do that because it ignores a certain group of people. Reality says you can't cover all the bases. Society expects certain things. Society expects people to get married. Society expects people to have kids. Society expects people to move forward. Society doesn't expect to be forced to conform to minority groups. And I mean this entirely across the board. Societies don't conform to religious minorities. Societies don't conform to sexual minorities. Societies don't conform to cultural minorities. Society is made up of those pieces And we as a society adopt those parts of the puzzles that work for us, whether it be a celebration for Ramadan in some areas that have a a large Muslim population or those areas that have Christian and Jewish populations where we have Hanukkah and Christmas celebrations. Those things are normal. Why? Because that's what the people make up. We also have a right to say, and this goes to the social justice people, it's not acceptable. The behavior is not acceptable. Female genital mutilation is not acceptable. I'm sorry, you can't drag a kid across state lines. You can't drag a kid to a doctor to have them mutilated. Just because a religious text says so. We have limitations. But we have allowed the the, the bottom end of society to drive us to a point of confusion. Social justice is not justice. Social justice is based on identity politics. It means you need to treat me differently because of X. No, I need to treat you the same as because of X. I need to treat you the same because of Y. We'll pick up social justice right after this break, but sit tight. Hang on. I do appreciate you joining me. I'm Warren Markowitz. This is Politically Incorrect on the Warren Markowitz Show on Blog Talk Radio. The Warren Markowitz Show. Politically incorrect speech. For politically correct times. Hi, I'm Warren Markowitz, host of the Warren Markowitz Show on Blog Talk Radio. Join me Tuesdays and Fridays at 10.30 a.m. Pacific Time to talk politics, economics, and anything else that just might tickle your fancy. See you there. Attention business owners and independent contractors. This is a money-saving message from Tax Mediation Services. If your business owes $20,000 or more in taxes, we can help you today, right now. Listen, dealing with the IRS is no picnic. It's an intimidating and extremely stressful process, and you don't want to go it alone. Our attorneys know every law, every tax break, and every possible opportunity to help you resolve and reduce your tax debt. And if you owe more than $20,000, you may be at the top of their hit list. 
So don't take your tax debt lightly because it will not go away on its own. The IRS can seize your bank accounts, your home, and even shut down your business. Call our tax experts today at 1-800-711-3017 and let us deal with the IRS while you focus on your business. That's 1-800-711-3017. Again, that's 800 The Warren Markowitz Show. It's his world. You just live in it. And welcome back. Uh, sorry about that. Getting used to the control panel once again. All right. Where we left off was identity politics. Now we're moving on to social justice. Social justice sounds like fun. Sounds like it's equality. Sounds like everybody gets treated the same. Nope. Doesn't work that way. We don't get treated the same with social justice. We don't get taken care of the same way with social justice. Social justice means that if you're black, you need to be treated differently. If you're white, you need to be treated differently. If you're gay, you need to be treated differently. If you're a male or a female and so on and so on. It's all those little checkboxes. It's all those little divisions that we have been forced into, all the compartmental sections that we've been forced into over the last decades. You see, every time you check that box, every time you identify yourself as something else, every time you are asked a question about who you are, there's a reason for it. It's because they want to know how to treat you. You know, I think the easiest way, probably the best way to apply for a job is everybody submits their resume, everybody submits their credentials, but nobody submits their name. It gets blocked out some way or form. You get a number or something like that. You get, you know, you fill in the, the information in the computer and out it comes. If you got the qualifications, you fill the job. If you don't have the qualifications, you don't get the job. Same with colleges. Same with everything else in this world. Open competition drives success. You don't give advantages to one group because every time you give advantages to one group, it takes it away from another. And somebody's going to turn around and say, well, you're using your white privilege. You're claiming that you you can speak that way because you're privileged. You're white. I'm still waiting for my white privilege card to come in the mail. I'm still waiting for my white privilege to show me that I don't have to fulfill my obligations. I'm still waiting for my white privilege to tell me that Uh, I get paid for this. I'm still waiting for it. Somebody please let me know when to expect it in the mail because I haven't gotten it yet. Maybe it got lost. Maybe the Department of White Privilege hasn't sent it out to me yet. But I think it's the biggest crock of shit you'll ever think about. Because it's not privilege to be the only group that you can be picked on. The only group that you can be discriminated against. The only group in America that it is legal to take shots at because, well, I'm a white male. I'm a straight white male who's married. Boy, boy, I, I mean, everything's more. I got kids. That's another thing. I must be super duper successful. I must be, you know, super wealthy. You can tax the daylights out of me and make me pay for somebody else. That's social justice. Abusing one group for the benefit of another. Now, there were social justice actions taken during the civil rights movement. Affirmative action was one of those things that tried to level the playing field after decades. I'm not saying centuries. I'm talking decades of inequality. But at this point in our society, do we really need things like that? 
Or does everybody need an advantage because nobody is capable of actually living up to the standards we need? You can't feel your way to success. The guys, the girls, the ladies, um, Hidden Figures, that was the show. That was the movie. I was a big fan. Still am a big fan of space flight and exploration and the concept of putting a man, woman, robot for that matter, on another planet. I think those things are freaking cool. Constant, Doug. Get the idea. If you ever if you ever put a scuba tank on and a mask and a, and a regulator and jumped off a boat or fallen off a boat or even walked into the water, think about that. You're in a foreign environment, an environment that is completely hostile to who you are. You're not supposed to be there. You're not built for it. Compare yourself to a 16-foot shark who's decide, who, who, who's who can breathe, swim, move, eat, poop, all in one place. But here you are, a human being, with all the tools necessary to survive, even for a short period of time. Somebody created that. They didn't feel it was a good idea. They didn't feel they could get it done. They did it. They gave the information that was necessary. That movie, Hidden Figures, got, by the way, if you haven't seen it, in the theaters, if you haven't caught it on HBO or Showtime or whatnot, if you haven't found it on Netflix or even Redbox, look for it. you got to find it. And the reason for it is this. There was a group of ladies called computers. They were basically human calculators. These girls were good with math. And I'm not saying they were good with math because they were good with math. They could add one and one and two. No, these girls knew numbers. And they were girls. They were young ladies. But the thing is, they were black, and they were relegated to the undermines, the underpinnings of NASA. Nobody heard about them. Nobody saw them. Nobody listened. All your job was is to do the numbers. That's all you were doing, day in and day out. Work the numbers. But they worked the numbers. Those numbers put men on the moon. Those numbers put men in space. Those numbers brought them home safely. Not because they felt it was the right thing to do, but the facts supported, well, their conclusions supported the facts. We're losing that if we haven't lost it already. We're losing that concept of success based upon a person's ability. Now, there was a lady in that movie, a character that was represented there, who saw a computer being installed and decided she's going to teach herself how to deal with this particular problem? How do I deal with this electronic device? How do I learn to program and get it to do what I need it to do so I can get my job done faster? She taught herself. Then she taught others. But she did it not because she thought she could. She did it because she needed to do it. She did it because it was necessary to be done. And that is where we're getting lost again. She didn't have an advantage. She started on the same playing field as everybody else. Half the people there had no idea what the damn box was. The other half didn't know how to even use it, even though they put it together. She found a solution to a problem. She became successful. I'm suggesting you watch the movie because I think it's really freaking cool. Not cool because of the social issues. Cool because of the fact that these are stories we haven't heard of. Success stories. These are things that should drive, and I mean it sincerely, other people, whether they're black or they're white, whether they're male or they're female, to strive for periods of success. 
Elon Musk just stacked on Launchpad 39A in Cape Canaveral, the largest rocket to be launched into space. And he himself said it probably may not work. The point is, he put his, he's putting his money where his mouth is. He's created a launch vehicle. His company, not he in particular, but his company created a launch vehicle to put things into outer space to help us get from the Earth to Mars. Realizing, of course, the moon happens to be in the way, and we'll probably have to use that as a leapfrog point, but the point is they've created something, not because they felt they could do it, not because they felt it was necessary. They did it. And that's where the problem with social justice is. Social justice says, well, you have to give that guy a little extra credit because you know he's not as smart as the, the other guy. It's when we're basing our, our justice system or our concepts of society on stereotypes. Oh, yeah, I want a Jewish accountant because he's good with numbers. I want an Asian engineer because he's good with math. Um, I'll, I'll take a black janitor. He's good in cleaning up. Uh, does anybody see an issue? What's wrong with a black guy being good with math? What's wrong with an Asian janitor? We're allowing stereotypes to control society. We're promoting the janitor to an engineer because, well, it's not fair that he's not an engineer. Well, what about the fact that he's not capable? And that's where we're having these problems in college nowadays. When you talk about the idea of free speech, free speech means anything that they agree with. Free speech doesn't mean something that might offend you, might upset you, might, might, might force you to challenge your, your way of thinking. That, my friends, is free speech. The idea of the idea, the open marketplace of ideas. Whether you're an outright racist or just a simple fool will depend very much upon whether or not you can defend your arguments and establish your positions. Most of the time we'll find that the outright racists are simple fools. They base their concepts on identity. You can't do it because your skin is black. Or you can do it because you're yellow. Or you're not worth, you're not worth even having a conversation about because you're red. Those things are what's permeating society today. And yet, the more we say, treat this on an equal footing, the more we are being called racist for being a conservative when it comes to the idea of Unless you prove me wrong, the color of your skin, the type of hair you've got, or whether or not you grew up in public housing or in a private school, those are all things that we need to take into account. It was a YouTube video, and I honestly, I, I apologize, I don't remember who showed it to me, but I saw it a couple of days ago, where somebody did a, had a group of people lined up on this line, and... They asked about certain things. Did you grow up in a two-parent household? All of a sudden, that is now a racist concept, a two-parent household. Did you grow up with straight parents or gay parents? Did you grow? Did you go to a private school or public school? Did you go? Um, did you play sports? Did you um, go on vacation? Did you uh, spend time? Did you have grandparents involved in your life? And so on and so forth. And that is how they established white privilege. 
That is how they, that is how they established the concept of a victim mentality. I didn't have all those advantages. I didn't have all those things. Equality is not what you get. Equality is where you start. And that's what we're losing the concept of. And by the way, it's become a big issue because now 40-plus percent of the millennials think that communism or socialism is a great concept economically. The end result is any is everything is the only thing people are concerned with nowadays. The end. How do I get there? Well, you want some. It's like the old saying. How do I get to Lincoln Center? It's you. You, you have to. You, not everybody can play on the stage at Lincoln Center. Not everybody can be a Broadway actor. Not everybody can be a film star. You have to offer something. You have to be something. But this generation that we're dealing with now, the ones that are making decisions, the one that decides that the concepts and the things that have worked for the last 250 years, eh, we need to scrap them. They don't work. You'll still hear that Hillary Clinton won a popular election. You know something? She won 3 million more votes in the state of California. But the state of California still had only 55 electoral votes. So she got them all. But because she lost the general election because of the 3 million votes, that means the 63 million other people in the United States who voted for Donald Trump don't count. Because, you know, 3 million people in California more agreed with her than than him. Change the rules. That's their idea. You can't win unless you change the rules. You can't win because the rules don't favor you. Therein lies our problem, folks. This concept of society being just. Society is not just. There is a whole hell of a lot of injustice in justice. And equality? God help us. We should only pray that you know, we'll all be treated equally. But that means that people in the system have to treat us equally. If we are bred and taught and raised to treat people differently based upon their skin color, based upon their economic status, based upon where they come from, then we're not going to have justice. We're going to have specific justice for specific people. And justice in and of itself loses its meaning and its value. You know, all I want to be is treated fairly. That's it. All I'm asking for. You treat me fairly, I'll treat you fairly. You treat me with respect, I'll treat you with respect. You try to kill me, well, all bets are off. You know, the the funniest thing I've ever seen in, in this country is that the social justice warriors say that we're Islamic we're Islamophobic. Let me let me be let me be straight for a second with you. Every society needs a boogeyman. Every society needs an enemy. Every society needs to recognize that without a cohesive bad guy, society tends to wander. And that's what's been happening. You know, when when the evil empire, the Soviet Union, the Soviet communists collapsed 26 years ago, the American generation lost its bad guy. I grew up with the concept of duck and cover, the atomic energy alerts, you know, 
If you hear this siren, get under your desk, get between the door frame, get underneath, the, uh, get away from a window, because you know the end is coming. The the evil Soviets, the evil communist Russians, are coming to kill you. Well, in the end, we all knew there was bullshit. In the end, we realized that it was just the fact that these guys, who lost tens of millions of people during World War II, still had not recovered. Do you realize that? The biggest enemy, the biggest boogeyman that we had was the Soviets. We never had a direct engagement with them. It was always a proxy thing, you know, North Korea, South Korea, Vietnam, etc. But the, the idea of communism was always the bad guys. Worked out well for a whole lot of people, didn't it? The Soviet Union collapsed, and current Russia right now is still trying to figure out how to get itself back on its feet. 140-some-odd million people over that amount of territory. Look at how many, 13 time zones it covers. From Central Europe to the, to the Pacific Ocean. Most of it's empty. Like dealing with Australia, which has got like 20-some-odd million people, maybe 30. Or Canada, which has got less than 40 million people in the same, under similar circumstances. But in the end... Without a boogeyman, we, we've got nothing. Without a bad guy, society doesn't function. Now, am I saying that we decided to pick Islam as a bad guy? No. They've been blowing up our shit since the 1970s. And if you can't pay attention to that, you better look back in your history books and realize where the terms Black September comes from and where the Munich Massacre comes from and where the uh, plane hijackings come from. And you can't just simply go back to 2001 and say, well, everything that happened today is because, you know, we oppressed them and we decided that this, that, and the next thing was wrong. A billion and a half people decided in one form or another that they want to control the world. It's that simple. Let me say that again. A billion and a half people follow the teachings of Muhammad. Outside of the Catholics, they are the largest group of individuals and they follow a very radical religion which by the way is in my opinion mostly politics now were there periods in history and where there was peace sure they were in charge but the concepts of being subject to a religious edict from something from 1600 years ago is not my idea of fun the concept that because I'm a Jew, I'm a target for, 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 well, if not assimilation, execution, is not my idea of a good time. The idea that the people that I know who are gay are now considered the ability, I mean, Islam is not a friend to society. That is our modern day boogeyman. Our modern-day boogeyman is, is, is a religious political organization developed over a millennia ago that sole purpose was to conquer the world. They hang people. They throw them off buildings. They execute them. They throw them into slavery. They use them as sex slaves. They, they abuse the privilege of abusing the privilege. Yet society wants to look at us and say, well, no, you're a bad guy because you don't like them. No, I don't like somebody who has a goal to destroy me. If you come into this country, you know, 
immigration is a big deal in America. We've, we, I've avoided the topic of illegal immigration for, well, the last 45 minutes. But immigration is a big issue, and the reason why immigration is a big issue is immigration allows people from the outside to become part of the inside. Back in the day, when we asked people about their political affiliations, we asked people about the concepts that they believed in. Well, if you believe that Sharia law should stand above the U.S. Constitution, thank you very much. You're not wanted. You can go on your merry little way. You can't come in to visit. Because the concept is you're putting – if you're going to stick around, that means you're part of an organization that overtly works for the destruction of the U.S. government and the U.S. society. But say that to somebody, and all of a sudden you're a racist, you're an Islamophobe. Facts to facts. A religious individual who follows the teachings without question believes just that. We didn't allow communists in. As a matter of fact, we, in the 1950s, we purged the United States government of communists. It was an overt act. The red, they called it the Red Scare. We went after people who were looking to undermine the government. Now, did we go too far? Well, I think McCarthyism went a little bit too far. I think there were issues that pretty much damaged society or damaged individuals or families. But we are allowed to restrict access to our home. The continent of the United States and all of our territories in Hawaii and Alaska and all the little places we control are ours. And we are allowed to restrict that access. We are allowed to deal with that access because in the end, if you let a cancer into your society, all this concept of social justice, all this concept of identity politics, all these things that you hold so dear will wind up being the collusion and fraud you look for. Because i got a question. Since we've finally gotten to the topic of immigration, what benefit is it for us to grant citizenship to people who have started their, 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 their participation in our society by breaking the law? Now, you're going to say, well, they were kids when they were brought here. How can you, how can you toss out these, these million-plus kids that came in here? Well, first of all, they're not kids anymore. And how do you toss kids out? Well, you don't hold kids responsible for the criminal actions of their parents. We know that for a fact. Our society doesn't do that. Do hold them responsible for the actions that they took when they were old enough. Now, Congress didn't create an environment in which these kids could apply to stay. Congress ignored the problem. Congress ignored the problem. Congress created the environment. American society simply turned its head and coughed. We ignored it. And because we ignored it, we're now dealing with circumstances in which if we give, if we give citizenship, we are looking at millions of people who, have come, who will be able to come to this country or who have come to this country without respect for our laws, without respect for us, without respect for you. 
Now, there's, there are circumstances which I can see that extending citizenship is valid. If you are now just coming out of high school and you want to go to college, fine. Find, an envi- find something in which you can contribute. Education. Go to the military. Spend time in the military. Spend four years in the military. Spend six years in the military. Give back. Show you want to be a part. You know, there was an image of a West Point graduate with a picture of Che Guevara under his uniform. And communism will succeed or communism will dominate in his hat. That little bastard needs to be drummed out of the military, handed a bill for his college education, and given a vacation to someplace he doesn't belong. Because that's not what we need to advance society. Those are the type of people that cause unwarranted deaths and harm to their people that work around them. Would you trust somebody like that? I wouldn't. Would you deal would you willingly and openly deal with somebody like that? I wouldn't. And we don't deserve that as a society. It doesn't work that way. So why are we willing to roll over and play dead and give citizenship, give the brass ring, give the give the, the the prize to somebody who has willingly and openly participated in ignoring the rules. They didn't change them. They didn't work to change them. They didn't participate in change. They didn't petition. They ignored. They said, screw it, treat me differently. You can't do that to me. Well, yes, we can. Think about this. If DACA isn't resolved in March, there's 800,000 deportations coming. And there's not a damn thing they'll be able to do about it. Because they don't have a right to be here. Their parents and everybody else who's attached to them, who's not a U.S. citizen, doors that way. You got U.S. citizens, brothers and sisters that are born here? Well, those are anchor babies. There's a question of whether or not their status as a U.S. citizen is valid. And remember something. The amendments that create the concept of birthright citizenship were directly related to the freedom of slaves in the 1860s. The 13th, 14th, 15th Amendments were designed to protect the rights of a specific group of people who were being ignored after freedom was granted property. At no point before that that I can that I can see, and potentially after that, this and there's several different legal arguments about whether or not being born in the United States makes you a citizen, or being born to a citizen parent makes you a citizen. At least one parent. So we we've got a real problem. And it's the gift that keeps on giving. And to tell our tell the president it's his fault is not only foolish but ignorant. Because it was a president who willingly and openly defied the Constitution, defied the rule of law, and defied the American people by granting the rights to these people who didn't deserve them. Now, illegal immigrants are people. I have no issue with that. They're not even illegal immigrants. They are illegal residents. They are illegal persons here. Their status is illegal. Their humanity is not illegal. And somebody, who, and if, if you 
if you jump up and down and scream at me that, oh, well, then now they're illegal because they're, they're human beings. Yes, they are, every last one of them. And every last one of them has a right to be a human being. And every last one of them has a right to advance their goals and live the dreams that they want to live. But not every last one of them has a right to be here. And therein lies our problem, folks. Therein lies the gift that keeps on giving. That prior administrations left us. Not only did they leave us the idea of identity politics and social justice and the rights of individuals based upon the color of their skin or the based upon their sexuality or who they sleep with or what they identify with or whatnot, but the rights of persons to be treated differently and to find it acceptable. And I don't find it acceptable. I don't find it right because guess what? When you treat one different than the other, the other winds up being the responsible party that has to deal with the issues. Think about this. The the concept of white supremacy. Um, okay, what does that mean? That means you're better than somebody because you're white? Or does that mean you're afraid that some lunatic group is going to drum you out of the country because you're not white? White supremacists, they're a piece of shit. Black supremacists, they're also pieces of shit. They, 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 balance, they, 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 they create their, their world they live in based upon the color of your skin. It doesn't work that way here. And by the way, just so that you understand this, national socialists are social democrats. Okay? National socialists. Those are called Nazis. And we have now a group, new group of people called democratic socialists. Well, Nazis were called National Democratic Socialists. So they're on the left. They're not on the right. They're just as bad as the groups that, like Antifa, which is anti-fascist. Well, they're about as more. They're about as fascist as you can get. And by the way, Antifa, those were fascists. Those weren't fascists. Those were communists. So they're even further to the left. You know, as we move into 2018, it, it would be really nice for us to be able to say that we'll clean up this mess. But the only way we're going to clean up this mess is if we start to ignore the very factors that create a mess. You know, there was an interview with, um, I think it was Mike Wallace and Morgan Freeman. It was really good. you got to find it on YouTube. And the idea of Black History Month offended Morgan Freeman. And I thought about it. It is offensive. It's offensive because it relegates the importance of historical implications to 30 days out of the year. Well, the topic of hidden figures that I brought up in the very beginning, those ladies were all black. They were smart. They were intelligent. They were functional. They were capable. We don't hear about it because, you know, it's not part of Black History Month. I guess we have to cover it some other time. What happens when we talk about the space program? We always talk about the guys who land on the moon. We never talk about the engineers. We never talk about the people who built those rockets, or we never talk about the people who designed the platforms. We don't talk about the nerd who came up with the the, the, the lunar computer that landed the mo- module on the moon. And we recognize the fact that, well, who was he, or she, or they? And how come they did it with less power than an average pocket calculator today? 
if you carry a cell phone, if you carry a smartphone, do you realize how much power you have in your hand? How much wasted garbage there is when you're flipping through Facebook? Or tweeting? How much technology went into developing that thin little piece of metal, plastic, glass, and whatever? Society, 2018 is an opportunity for us to start over. Deal with the problems. Deal with the issues. Deal with the concerns. If we don't do that, I think what we're going to have is the same problems next year as we had this year. And constantly, over and over and over again. It's not fun. So, with the end of the year in front of us, and the time running short, I want to wish everybody a happy, a healthy, a prosperous, and successful new year. Stand tall, put a smile on your face, say hi, and remember something. It's who you are, not what you are, that makes a difference. I wish you the best. Good luck and Godspeed, and I'll see you next year. This is Warren Markwitz. Signing off on Politically Incorrect for the Warren Markwood Show for 2017. You be good. See you soon. The Warren Markowitz Show on Red State Radio, Spreaker, and Podomatic. The Warren Markowitz Show on Red State Radio, Spreaker, and Podomatic. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.